Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to another interview segment here at We Create Music TV. I am, of course, am your host, B. Vaughn. And man, tonight, we got my guy from Tennessee. He's a singer, songwriter, and got some amazing music. But I want to welcome Ashton Rich to the show. What's up, man? What's good, man? How you doing? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's a Thursday. It's almost Friday. It's almost the weekend. It's almost the weekend. I'm looking forward to that. I love the weekend. That's yeah, when me I too. Really, yeah, that's when it's like, ah, oh, I ain't got no other stuff to do for the rest of the week. I love the weekends. I wish the weekends were Sunday through Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need to make that a make that a figure out how America can do that. But but man, welcome to the show. And I appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. Uh, so let's jump right into it. So just walk us through your musical journey. How'd you get started in this whole thing? Uh, kind of on a fluke. Mm. I mean, honestly, I kind of, uh, 2018, I kind of just decided, I was like, you know what? I want to rap. Let me try, see if I can do it. So I've done it, just kind of proved to everybody that I could do it. And then a lot of people started, you know, talking, saying, okay, you can't do it. You're not going to stick with it. So I kind of done it to prove everybody wrong and just kind of enjoyed doing it. So I stuck with it and then enjoyed the process of it. And here I am now, Yeah, <laughs> like three up. years later. Mm. So did you have any, so did you grow up in like a musical family? You know, most people I interviewed, they're like, well, I grew up in a musical family and my dad and mom did this and that. So, I mean, was that kind of the same experience for you or... No, nah. absolutely not. <laughs> nah, 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 my, <laughs> my, my parents introduced me to um, several different genres of music. So I grew up on everything from hip hop to heavy metal to country. So um, I do a little bit of everything. Okay. But no, nah, not as they're not really musical themselves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now nah, I, right. I say that with my grandma and great grandma, they do some, uh, they can play pretty much anything. They do some old gospel music and stuff like that. Okay. So, okay, yeah, you know, because you find most people who, who are in music, somewhere and down the line, mm -hmm. they have people who did it. I think it's in like in people's genes, though. You know yeah, I mean? like I don't think I've, I've interviewed anybody that's that has ever said, well, no one in my family ever did music, or sang, or played an instrument. I think I find somewhere in there that there was some type of influence somewhere yeah. that kind of like, yeah, you know what? I grew up listening to this or doing this and it impacted me or whatever the case is. But, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, so three years in the game, right? Mm -hmm. And so you, I love, I love, I love what you said. You, you did it to prove people wrong. Yeah, like, pretty much. Like, man, like, man, you can't rap. You're going to be a rapper? You can't rap. You're like, oh, bet. Watch. I come from a smaller town, so, you know, okay. it's everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody's parents and everything mm -hmm. like that. So it's kind of one of those things. It's like everybody talks. Ah, yeah. Yeah, so so talk about that. What was it like growing up in a, in a small town where uh, – you know, it may not have been heavy music influenced. And, you know, how did that really kind of spark your own uh, journey into into music? 
Uh, I don't know. Ever since I was a young kid, I've really always been heavily into music. I used to um, put on concerts when I was like three, four, five years old in my grandma's living room with a karaoke machine and stuff like that. So I was kind of always like in tune with wanting to be on stage and wanting to perform and everything like that. So I mean, even growing up in a small town, I feel like I feel like I needed. You know, this wasn't really for me. You know, like I knew I was supposed to be doing something else. I was supposed to be out there, you know, actually performing music and everything like that. So at the end of the day, I was just like, you know what? Might as well go for it and at least try it. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You know, at work. I mean, as long as you work hard enough and you stick with it, I, I feel like it's eventually going to work anyways. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, it's eventually going to work because... yeah you you're doing it you're involved in it and you are people's eventually going to see your dedication you know what that that is true people are going to see it and they're going to be like you know i'm 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 i'm, I'm working hard you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying so so people are going to see it you know um kind of reminds me of of russ right so russ kind of spent yeah. a million years trying to you know, I said a million years, like that's a super exaggeration. It was a good while. But it was a good while though. It was, it was a long time before he really, you know, popped off. And he could have been like, nah, I'm not going to do it. But mm. he, he stuck with it. And I think I find that when people who are tenacious, uh, they're going to reap benefits. They're going to reap the rewards for it. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're definitely going to reap the rewards for it. I just so, feel like the longer you work at it, like uh, the more opportunities get thrown at you. So the more it gives you motivation to actually want to stay with it. Mm. So in what way? What do you mean? Like you just start getting, you'll start getting more interviews. You'll start getting more show opportunities. You'll start getting like the harder you work, the better you get. You're only going to get better. You can't get worse. I mean, as long as you keep practicing at something, you're going to get better at it. Like if it's songwriting, if it's performance, if it's recording, no matter what it is, you're going to get better at it. So as long as you keep going at it, keep going at it, keep going at it, eventually you're going to keep getting better. Somebody's going to see that they're going to give you an opportunity one day to do something. It's going to give you motivation to keep going and keep doing this. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, somebody's going to to take notice. I always find it find it interesting yeah. that people they they work and work up to a certain point, and then after that, if it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't pop off after that, they kind of quit. Well, I guess this wasn't really for me. But it's like it's not that it wasn't really for you. It's just that the fact that you didn't put all the time, energy, and effort into ensuring that. That you rep, you know, rep. That you, um, you know, reap the benefits from it. You know, it, mm -hmm. this music business. Oh my goodness, it is a tough business to break into. I mean, yes, it is. I mean, especially when you're in places like Atlanta, uh, Nashville, Chicago, New York, LA. Mm -hmm. Everybody, everybody does something in music. Yeah, the competition's you know I mean? steep. Competition is, is steep, and I always tell people you got you got to think about. What is going to set you apart? What's tr what truly are your differentiating factors that mm -hmm. are going to speak for you that separates you from everybody else? You know what I mean? Well, see, so, that thing I say about it is like, there's 7 billion people in the world too. Like, there's enough people in the world to make some fans, no matter what kind of music you're doing, no matter what you're doing. There's enough people to go around. Somebody's going to like you eventually. But, I mean, it it all goes back to like, just sticking with it too. A lot of people, like you said, they just kind of like quit, but the pinnacle of them making it is like, you have to redefine what success means to you. Like, what does success mean to you? Do you look at your career as like, okay, I want to be the next Drake or, okay, I want to make what my parents made 
you know, doing music and live comfortably and pay my bills. What does, what does success mean to you? And that will define whether or not you've already made it or not. Yeah. And, oh man, I, I think that's, that's critical. What does success mean to you? Because mm. it's different for everybody, right? Exactly. You know, what, what you may determine to be success for you may be different for me. Now, I'm not an artist. And if I was an artist, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be like super famous. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, think, I get that. I think as long as I can pay my bills, I can go anywhere where I want to go. I, I think I think the perfect artist that represents this for me is an artist like John Bellion. You know okay. what I mean? Like, like mm -hmm. he, everybody knows who he is, but he is still down to earth. He can pay all his bills. He can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. But he's not like super, super famous. People know who John, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I was glad, like, you know who John Bellion is, but mm -hmm. yeah, John Bellion is like, that's kind of what that's because he can still go out and play basketball with his, with his boys. Yeah, exactly. Not Jay-Z can't go do that. What is not at, not at a public court. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, but John Bellion could, but he can pay all his bills like and do whatever we want to do. But mm. I, I think that's important. I think that's important. What you said is that people have to define what success is for them. And then mm. once they determine what that success looks like, then figuring out, okay, how do I get to that point? Right. What are some things that I need to do that can can get me there and start planning out those steps, you know, kind of working themselves selves backwards and and planning out those steps. Now, yeah. Granted, it's life, right? It's life we're talking about. Oh life, yeah. Life will throw you throw you a curveball and mess up your whole game plan. That's true. <laughs> It'll mess it up, mess it up quick. But uh, but man, I'm I'm interested to find out and, and I kinda wanna only if you want to talk about it. You know, it's like <laughs> it was in your bio. So only if you want to talk about it will we talk about it. Okay. Um, but you know, there there was something I read in your bio about something that kind of sparked your uh, kind of the same for maybe not the same situation, but kind of the same reasons uh, to to help you dive deeper into music. Right. And so there mm -hmm. were some situations, I, I guess, that transpired for you uh, dealing around some. Um, dang, I don't know if I want to I forget how I want to say it. Uh, I'll just say narcotics and things like that, uh, that kind of uh, was your your escape. Right. Was your escape for music. Kind of, kind of similar to me, right? And I, I'll, I'll tell people. Um, I don't think I've ever really shared this on the show, but kind of, I guess. I'm only reason why I'm sharing is kind of make you more comfortable if you want to talk about <laughs> it. But, <laughs> but it was, it was my escape for me, right? You know, I grew up in a household where, you know, I had relatives who were, and if they're watching, you know, what I'm saying like it is what it is, y'all. Like it's a part yeah. of our life. It's a part of our life, so it is what it is. That's like true. you did it, you did it, so. Uh, you know, they were on drugs, right? And so it was doing a crack mm -hmm. era and they were on drugs. And I mean, I'm seeing it like, like, what's all this stuff? Vials everywhere. And it, like, I grew up around that. And so music was my escape. You know what I mean? Like, so I found myself with these on all the time so that I could get away from the environment that I, that I was in, you know? So, mm -hmm. so what was it for you that kind of made you dive deeper into uh, into this whole music thing and was your escape for you? 
Well, uh, so I grew up in a split household. Like, um, my mom and dad got divorced, I think, kindergarten or first grade. I remember going to second grade in, um, in a different school uh, with my mom when I was living with my mom. So um, they had divorced, like, around kindergarten or first grade. My mom got remarried. My dad eventually got remarried. Um, my mom, when she got remarried, a couple of years into it, they were... Um, you know, addicted to drugs, pills, and everything like that. So there was drug abuse and mental and physical abuse and just all kinds of other things going on in that household. And then fights between my mom and my dad, court and everything like that, custody battles for years and just um, a bunch of stuff going on. And then um, I think I got to around maybe 16 or 17 and i tried meth for the first time and at first you know it wasn't really nothing it wasn't really a big deal you know but then like it started getting becoming like more available and like it was at a point where like it wasn't really like okay you have to pay for it it was like here here you go do this do this do this do this so it was everywhere for free so it was just kind of like thrown in my face so i was an addict for three and a half, four years, um, lost a ton of weight, tried fighting half my family. I, I mean, I would break into my family's house and steal stuff to sell for drugs. And um, I would stay gone for weeks at a time and stay up for weeks at a time, wouldn't eat, wouldn't sleep, you know, just living a crazy lifestyle, doing some crazy things that, you know, a lot of people, never experienced mm. yeah you know I, wow wow yeah that's that is um yeah man that's that's you know i'm gonna be honest i i think i've because i had a daughter who used to live in tennessee and mm. one of the things that i've learned about tennessee and i don't know if it's true or not maybe it's true in every area um but I'll, I'll say for me, when I was growing up, it was true for me in my area, is that drugs was always around. Nobody, re you didn't really see it all out in the open. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. a lot of it was, a, a lot of it was, was around. And I don't know if people, and, and I, don't, I don't know if this was a situation for you, but peer pressure is, is a, is a man. Oh yeah. And, I mean, you like... know, like. Especially yeah. when you don't know what it is either. And they're just like, take it and make you feel good. Everybody mm -hmm. else is around doing it too. You know what I'm saying? It's not really even fear, but it's just like, okay, I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, whatever, do it, you know? And then so, you've messed up. Yeah. <laughs> then, yes, then you, you've messed up. But, um, man, but I'm, I'm glad that you, you were back on track. I think that's the most important thing is that, that you're back on track. Uh, so kudos to you, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I appreciate because, that. I've been, uh, yeah, I've been sober yeah, let's, let's for clap it up, six man. years. <laughs> let's clap it up for that. I appreciate that. Yes. Yeah, I've been sober for six years and uh, quit smoking cigarettes. Be three years. It's mm. three years already this year. Hey, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah, I quit too. I quit. Hey, twenty-one years ago. Ooh. <laughs> yeah 
And I, I only started smoking when I was in the military because I had a lot of guys that were in the military and, and all my mm. roommates smoked. And so that's what I'm talking about, that peer pressure. And so I, but my mom smoked. And so yeah, I didn't, I too. never smoked. Right. So I never smoked until I left home though. And then I was in the military and, and I think I did it because I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be down with the guys, right? I'm here, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm 18. I wanted to be cool and down with the guys, you know, first entry into, you know, the world by myself. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, y'all the cool guys. Well, I want to be cool with y'all. So, oh, y'all smoke? You know what? I forget I'll smoke too. You know, and, and it's, you find that you find yourself into that world, whatever that world may be, whether it's cigarettes or drugs, or alcohol, or mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And then you like, man, how did I get here? How did I wind up here? When that was never part of, well, maybe it is. You know, I had a conversation with uh, another, uh, he's a music executive. I had him on the show, Ghostwriter. And he talked about that. He said, you know, everybody has their journey and everything that yeah. happens in a person's life is a part of their journey. Yeah, exactly. like, was, that, was it really supposed to happen? Probably, I don't know. Because, yeah. so, so do you feel going through that situation made you a, a stronger person? Oh yeah. I, I don't think I would be the person and think and, and feel the way I do about things today. If I hadn't went through the things that I did, I believe everything happens for a reason, like good or bad, no matter what situation you have to look at every situation in a positive mind, like even on bad days, even when like you break down the side of the road, have a flat tire or something like that. Well, I mean, like you could have had a flat tire. Cause I mean, you could have had a wreck three miles up the road or something like there's, there's good. You have to look at the positivity in every single situation. And that's how you get through life. You can't, take a negative outlook on everything because you're just going to walk around negative with your head held low like every day. That's just not how you want to live. You could die tomorrow. We could, you know, life's short. Be happy. Life is short. Be happy. Yeah, I think I think that's wow. Life is short. Be happy. Figure out how you want your life to look and go live your life to the fullest. You know what I mean? Like exactly. go live it to to the fullest. So man, so so for you, what were some of your your biggest challenges that you faced in this whole, you know, getting into music? What what did you face? Uh, what did you learn from it, and how did you overcome? Or maybe you probably didn't overcome it. You can talk about that too. But uh, I mean, yeah. I'm overcoming a little bit. I mean, when I first got into music, really, I mean, I had um, one friend of mine who really done music. Um, and at that point, it's no nobody around me really had done anything recording or anything like that. So when I got into music, I really didn't know what I was doing. You know, like I started recording with an app on my phone, with a mic plugged into my phone in a closet, with a sheet and a towel hung around the closet. You know, so like it's you got to start somewhere. But like I didn't know what I was doing back then. So now you know I've learned a little bit here and there. I, you know, I'm mean, I'm not saying that I'm an expert because I'm in no way an expert in anything whatsoever i am still learning every day and i'll continue to be learning every day until the day i die about this stuff because it's constantly changing and it's there's always something to learn but like as far as me like i just i started recording like i said in a closet and then i just kept grinding and kept grinding and kept grinding and building up and finally built an actual studio that i like and you know, got a little bit better. The sound quality got a little bit better, but it wasn't quite where I wanted it to be yet. And then, you know, I just keep working and keep working and keep working and eventually started getting some opportunities that were 
big in my eyes, maybe not big in some mm-hmm. people's eyes, but you know, I was getting a lot of show opportunities and I went on tour and like some festival dates here and there, not big festival stuff, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like some festival mm-hmm. things here and there and just gained a bunch of fans, sold some CDs and just, I had a good time doing it. Hey, he sold CDs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I still got no CDs. Hey, there's still people out there that want CDs, believe there's it or people, not. Like, believe it or not. Yeah. Like I still go on the corner store and they still sell on the, they still sell on the bootleg mixtapes and stuff like that. <laughs> and they still on them out. I mean, like people still want CDs. <laughs> yeah. People still want CDs. See, man, for me, CDs are just nostalgia. You know what I mean? Like they are, it's, it's just, I have, I look, yeah, I got your CD. Yeah. I, I think that just yeah. means it's not like, Hey, you know, I just downloaded your album off of, you know, iTunes, <laughs> but it's like, yo, I got your CD. You know what I mean? Like, I know you put a lot of time, energy, and effort into creating this disc, mm-hmm. and I bought it. You know, and then today, you know, we, people do want CDs, but most people just buy their music straight off of yeah. streaming platforms, you know, like iTunes. I don't know, CDs, you can sign yeah. them, and you can sign they're physical, CDs. Yes. you know what I'm saying? Like, they're just, yeah, a, like you said, they're nostalgia. It's, it's a physical thing. It's like, look, yeah. I, and granted, whether I bought your CD or bought it off of iTunes, I'm still supporting, you know what I mean? So the money still goes to you. I'm still supporting. Yeah, exactly. But it's something about that CD. It's like, it's a piece. It's a piece of that person. Here, here's that. I got a piece of you. You know what I mean? So it's like. The yeah. sound difference between plugging an aux or a Bluetooth into oh, yeah. your car versus putting oh, a CD yeah. in. You can hear oh, the yeah. sound difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a huge difference. You know, but it's interesting you said it in the beginning that you just did it, right? And so mm-hmm. you figured out, and it's always crappy in the beginning. It's always, <laughs> yeah, it oh was. my gosh, it's always The music crappy. was so bad. I don't in even the know beginning. how like, I was gaining fans. <laughs> oh, man. I remember like my first, you know, because I produce too, right? So I remember my first beats that I've ever made. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. When I go back and listen to them now, it's like. Cringeworthy. Oh, what were you thinking when you made yeah. this? Like, I don't know. Like, your sound selection was horrible. Like, what instrumentation <laughs> instruments did you use? Like, did you not consider instrumentations? Like, oh my gosh! Like, it's always horrible. And I hate when people always. This is what I don't like, right? Because it, because it kind of goes back to what what you just said about you know I got started. I just did it. I put up blankets. You know, I got a, a mic. Uh, I was first recording on my phone, and of course I upgraded. And I, and I mm-hmm. think, and I think that's what people have to understand is that this is a process. You're not gonna just come out and make the the fire song that you ever no. made. You're not gonna blow up overnight, my friend. As soon as you come out the gate, <laughs> I, I, I hate that. I hate when people think that every song they make is fire. Mm. Oh my gosh, because it's not. I'm, I'm, I, I can guarantee you that it's not. Now, I may think it's fire because I made it. Right. Yeah. But, but I can guarantee it's not always, always, always fire. Like I think back to, cause I, and the only reason why I mentioned it, cause I'm reading his, I'm reading Russ's book. I'm looking around like where I put it. I'm reading Russ's book right now. Uh, and it's all, it's, it's about maybe this big. Mm-hmm. And he is just like, look, here it is what it is. I made 11 yeah. albums. I did 80 plus songs and I haven't made, I didn't make it at all. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And he was like, the songs were trash. They were. <laughs> that's me, though. I'll be the first artist to admit that 90% of my music that's out 
is horrible and I hate it. I'm embarrassed by it. I like when people go to Spotify and it's the number one song on there. I'm like, God, I wish somebody would take this down. <laughs> Just listen to the new music, please. Listen to the new stuff. But you know, sometimes when people hear it, I guess because it's new to them. Yeah, right? that's you know true. What I'm saying? Like, so, so if I was to find you as an artist now, I probably would go back and listen to what you did before and go. Yeah, that's why a lot okay, of people cool. do. That's, why, that's what a lot of people do. They go back and listen to what they did before. Because through your music, you can tell growth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can tell growth as, as an artist. And we kind of talked about that before we even began the show. Is that you, you have growth as an artist. You know, you were yeah. talking about the songs that I, w- I had listened to prior you were like, oh yeah, those are old. Like, yeah, new yeah. Stuff, though? you say young and like, man, young and I recorded that like 2018. That, yeah. yeah, that's a classic almost see? for me. <laughs> see, and 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 it was dope. The beat was dope. But see, you may go, oh, that song was trash. But to me, that was like, mm-hmm. all right, that's cool. That's cool. Okay, I can see what he was doing. Let me see what else he got because he's yeah. on the right track. Now, I'm interested in hearing the stuff that you got. You know, I, I'm, I'm gonna go find it after this interview. And hear the interest, the more newer stuff. And go, that. oh yeah, yeah. See, he's now. What I what I hope doesn't happen is that, and, and I'm not saying for you, but any artist is that you put out music, and your music in the beginning is like eh, trash, and then it gets worse over time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I feel like my progression. Like my thing is like you can hear like the genre difference. I just keep switching mm. back. Like this whole new thing has got some rock. It's got some pop. R&B, a little bit of hip hop, some mm. blues, some soul. Oh, that's what's like, up. Singer, songwriter, stuff, acoustic. Like it's got everything just kind of like mixed together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I, I was gonna ask that. I'm glad you started talking about that because sometimes you find people pigeonholed into one type of of genre, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or like I just do R&B, or I just do trap, right? And so. It's, it's refreshing to hear somebody that does, that mixes a lot of different other types of music into their music. Because, yeah. like, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I like actual orchestral music. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll listen to Mozart and Bach, and I'll try to, that's. <laughs> hey, I mean, no. Like, yo, no, like, like, it's not bad. It's really good. It's I love not. jazz music, man. Oh, like, yeah. myself. Like scat jazz, I love jazz and stuff. Like I love all this old classic stuff. Bro, when I first started, when I first started, my first beats was mixing like um, the Nutcracker <laughs> and making that too. <laughs> it was, and, and the reason why is because my daughter did ballet. And yeah. So, okay. You know they were performing. They were getting ready for the Nutcracker. I heard that song over and over again. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make a Nutcracker song, hip hop <laughs> version. You know what I'm saying? Some oh trap ain't no way. I go back and listen to it now. I was like, nah, I don't know what I was thinking when I made <laughs> when I made that song. Uh, no, but but I love it when it's when you when you when people in this case you are taking things from different genres and and kind of making that making it your own and making it uh, you know palatable for other people to mm-hmm. to digest and go. Okay, you may not listen to country, but you're going to like this one because it has that country <laughs> yeah. feel. Has a, it, has, yep. it has some country feel to it, but it, it's, 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 like a, it's like a hip-hop type thing to it. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is actually really dope. So, of course, you know, people always think about when you talk about country, 
and, and like in hip hop together. For me, my first reference, of course, is, is Nelly and uh, Taxi. I'm a, I forgot the other guy's name. How did I forget that? Nelly, uh, the Nelly was, and Tim McGraw song. Back yeah, Tim day. McGraw. Thank you. Yes, it was <laughs> yeah. over and over again, right? The song. Oh yeah. Made. You know, so now people reference that is is Nas X in a um, Old Town Road. You know, but yeah, I think it was Old was it Old Town Road. Yeah. Yeah, Old Town Road. Yeah. Uh, but Old my Town first Road. introduction to country and rap mixed together, or even country and rock, was you know Walk This Way with Run DMC and Aerosmith. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when, and and you're crossing genres. Right. So like people love Aerosmith, people love Run DMC, but when you put both of them together, it's like, oh, OK, I didn't know that this was so. So I'm interested. I'm interested in hearing uh, what you have been working on. Mm. Uh, so kind of talk about that. Kind of talk about your music, man. Talk about what what inspires you uh, for your music, uh, your writing process, your artistry. Just kind of give us some insight into your music uh, for for what you do. So, yeah, I'm very particular about, like, my music. I'm very particular about, like, beat selection and sounds and stuff like that. Like, um, I'm the type of person that can't just, like, write on every single thing that gets thrown on or thrown to me. It's, it's not me. I can't do that. I'm not going to try to do that. If I write a song, it's because the song's going to come out. It's not because, like, I'm going to force a song. I'm never going to force music. I'm never going to force anything. So I'm very picky. I'll go through a thousand beats before I pick one, you know? Um but I just, I, sometimes I freestyle. Sometimes I go in the, sometimes I'll go in the recording booth and I'll turn on the beat and I'll just freestyle something and go line for line and just come up with something. Or sometimes I'll actually write a track. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll put on the, I'll put on the beat and I'll just hear it and I'm just like, mm, yeah. And I already know what I'm gonna do. Like as soon as I get it, you know, or I'll start with the melody. I'll hear it and I'll just go through the whole song and just kind of like freestyle in my head, do melodies and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. This is how I'm gonna write it write the song and just but like I said I changed genres a lot <laughs> I think that was the main thing when I got signed I got signed mm. as um, kind of an R&B hip-hop artist and then uh, when I sent him the album it was more um, singer-songwriter R&B blues so <laughs> kind of like you switch it on Winehouse mixed with some like mm. Imagine Dragons and The Weeknd and like just all kinds of stuff mixed together. Like I said, like we um, we actually just done a um, it's, it's a rock remix to one of my tracks that's on the album. My label was like, we want you to do a rock remix. So we done a rock remix to that track and then shot the video and everything like that. So like it's going to be coming out soon and everything like that. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, you know, that's kind of like, yeah, we signed you as this type of artist, but then you give us an <laughs> album that has a completely different feel to it. Okay, what was funny is like when they sent me the email, it was like, um, it was like, so uh, we listened to the album, and uh, what kind of, what genre are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like, I have this, this, and this, because I was like, it could change. I mean, like, that's mm -hmm. the thing about it, but like, I know the direction that I'm heading. Like, I've been doing this for three years. I studied this. I know from, I know exactly how to do it. It's mm -hmm. just, I'm more motivated now than I was then. I've had times where I've quit for a couple months and then come back, or I've had stuff going on. I couldn't focus on music. So, you know, I've had to slow down here and there and everything like that. So, I mean, like I said, I, you know, I have, I, 
I have a family, I have kids and everything. So I have other stuff going on besides just doing mm. music all the time too. Like, right. So I have other, I have life. <laughs> I have bills to pay life. just like everybody yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, life is, life will, will get you. You know what I mean? Like, like I tell people life, life will throw you a curveball. Yeah, and you'll find quick. yourself quick, quick. And you're like, oh. And I don't think people realize that. I, I, I guess they do. Let me not say that. Because there's a lot, ton of people that do music that have kids, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, so talk about how do you balance that? How do you balance kids and and music and? Because I know uh, it can I mean, be challenging it, in and of itself. It's, it is, yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, like I said, my fiance, she does a lot of um, like we were talking earlier. She, we shoot a lot of uh, our videos and stuff. We do a lot of our stuff ourselves. Um, we outsource sometimes but like for mixing and stuff like that i have an engineer i work with i have uh, session musicians and people i work with producers i work with and everything like that but like we come up with all the video ideas ourselves you know we do promo videos we do that we come up with everything ourselves we write everything down how we're going to do it we shoot everything ourselves i edit it you know and we just kind of do it ourselves because it's just for one it's just where i live at there's not a lot of people who do videography Mm. and especially not the style that i'm kind of looking for so like you know shout out for anybody in nashville actually does some videography my style right (laughs) but i have not found anybody so i was just like you know like why don't just try to do it ourselves like Mm -hmm. i can do this myself i know what i want i know the look i want it to look like i know i mean like why would i outsource to anybody else when i have the capabilities of doing it Mm. yeah you you got that right Hey, look, we, for people who don't know, we talked about that a little, a little bit early before we started the show is, is knowing how to do things on your own, knowing mm-hmm. what you can keep in house, know what you can outsource and then being able to expect uh, or, or inspect those things that you, you outsource. Right. Yes. So, so because you know what you're looking for for video, when you, if you decide to ever outsource it, you can actually talk, you know, to your videographers about the details of what you really are looking for instead of yeah, just like, yo, exactly. I just want a dope video with some dope shots. And you know, no, nah, you can be like, yo, I want some low camera angles here. I want mm-hmm. some push pull here. You know what I mean? I want some medium shots, some close up shots. I want some, right. And you can start talking that type of. Yeah. Of, I mean, of we studied language. all this. That's it's, yeah. it's, you have to, I mean, you have to, you can't just be, wake up and be like, Hey, I'm going to do music. And then, I mean, that's kind of what I done when I first started, like, Hey, I'm going to do music. Let's record a track and then not know anything. But then I kind of like spent last year, you know, during quarantine and, you know, like I kind of just like sat back and discovered what, who I wanted to be, my style, like the music I wanted to do, how serious mm. I wanted to take this and like set out a real business plan, like exactly step-by-step what I was going to do, how I was going to do it and like set out realistic timelines and realistic budgets and stuff like that for everything. And right. I've stuck to it and it's, it's work. I've gained stuff. I've gained streams and fans and I'm not mm. where I'm going to be yet, but I'm meeting the goals that I'm set for right. myself. And that's the only thing that matters at the end of the day. You get the small goals, you get the small goals. And at the end of the day, I'm going to get that big goal eventually. That's right. And I think that's, oh man, that is so, that's so crazy. Me and the wife were talking about that earlier. It's, it's the small incremental steps yeah. that get you to the overall goals. You know, people wake up and go, yo, I'm going to blow up right now. And it's like, boom, that's my, my big goal. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. What about these small incremental goals that you need to set for yourself that's going to get you there? 
right? Like studying your craft, understanding, you know, maybe understanding mixing, you know, and, and what that mm -hmm. whole entire thing encompasses. Maybe it's understanding the music business and looking at contracts and split sheets and publishing and all these other things. Man, I, I, I just think that's, that's critically important. But I, I want to ask you, why was that important for you to go back, take a break and kind of start identifying who you really are and what you truly want to be as an artist? Why was that important for you to to do? I think because I bounced around so much as far as music. Um, for a long time, I didn't know really what, I, what kind of musician I wanted to be. So I think for me, like it was just gave me a time to reflect and figure out okay, this is the style that I want to do. You know, this is who I am. It was also trying to figure out, like, discover me at the same time. Like, not, like, play a persona or anything that I tried to do for so long and just be me and be comfortable with the music that I'm doing and who I am and what I look like and what I'm, you know, it's, mm -hmm. like, I had, to, I, had to, I had to get that down. And once I got that down, then it was just, like, everything else just kind of worked itself out because it was just, like, everything that was holding me back was myself. Mm. Like I was my own block every time. Like I was my own worst critic. I was my own, I was like, now I'm like, I treat this like a job. I wake up, mm -hmm. you know, in the morning at a certain time and I get to work and I do certain things. I set out like a schedule of what I have to do every single day. So like, I really treat this like a job now versus like just a hobby. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, that's the biggest difference. Yeah. Yeah. Is 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 really treating it like like a job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of times we treat it like a lot of people want to treat it like a job. But yeah. they really have have they, they have they have, you know, megastar dreams, but they got, you know, lackluster work ethic. They got yeah. You know, they don't want to take the time and energy to really do what it takes to to make it work. And I mean, I'm speaking from firsthand knowledge. I've actually seen artists and producers who want to make it big, but they don't want to do the work that it's going to take. No, I've met you know? a bunch myself. Yeah, like I've, I've seen it I'm, I'm, and I'm still watching like, bro, what you going to do? Like, I see you, but you're not doing anything to progress yourself further. You want to be the this huge megastar but you're not doing things that you need to do. You're not building habits today that's gonna get you to, to that. You know what I'm saying? My thing like, is, is like, like, just invest, just do it. You know, stop mm -hmm. making excuses and do it. You can build a studio for cheap. Mm -hmm. You can get plugins and you get Pro Tools and stuff for cheap. Right. It's not that expensive to get a start in this, it's, it's just not. you have to you just have to like stop playing video games for a little bit or stop <laughs> collecting stuff or stop remodeling your car or doing whatever you're doing that you're putting money into. Right. And if you really want to do music, focus on that music and put your money and your time and your effort into that music for a little bit. And I promise you, you're going to get somewhere with it. I promise you. I promise you. It may not be the status of, you know, chain smokers and. Jay you may not be the next Drake or Cardi you B. May not. Or, you may not. But that's why that's what goes back to like finding what you what mm -hmm. your success means to you. That's like, you know, right. Dave Chappelle said, like, you know, like his dad asked him, well, he said that 
if he can make if Dave Chappelle can make what his dad made doing comedy mm-hmm. with him doing his job then he would feel successful and that's the kind of way I look at music too right. like if I can if I can pay all my bills and live comfortably don't have to worry about anything don't have to worry about you know, I got money in the bank I don't have to worry about anything like that I don't have to have a billion dollars and be the next you can do it comfortably right. and have fans and live a good life and make good music and focus on the music and not everything else. Yeah, yeah. People, but people like video games and they like. I like. I mean, my, you can I, do I, that I, too. I, I, like I mean, hey, I, I play. I, I, I play <laughs> Call of Duty too. That's what I'm saying. I play Call of Duty too. But there's. Hey, hey. I, when I know it's time to work on music, it's I got to work. Yeah, I got to. It's time to work. You know? That's right. Like I can't make excuses. Like I can play this next game where I can get off here and record a song. That's right. You know, hard work is always going to beat talent. That's true. Always hard work will always trump talent. I know dudes who are super talented, and I mean super talented. Like mm-hmm. I know folks out here who can run circles around. Oh my gosh. Yes. Bro, I'm like, wait a minute, but it's the work ethic. Yeah, it's, they don't put the time and effort into it. They don't put it. the time, effort, and energy into it. Like, I'm like, you don't want it bad enough. You don't mm-hmm. want it that bad, you know. And, um, I can't remember the guy's name. He's a, he's a coach. He's coach. He's like a motivational speaker now, but coach. I want to call him Coach T. I don't know. I don't think that's his name. But anyway, it, it, he had a he had a, a part of his speech was. You got to want it as bad. You got to want success as bad as you want to breathe. You know what I mean? And if you don't want it that bad, you're not going to achieve it. But then again, you have to determine once again, that whatever that level of success is for you. Yeah. You got to You man, you got to work. You got to work your tail off because yeah, even if you have a job, even if you got a job, because trust me, somebody who wants it bad is working their tail off and they're going to take and they. I mean, just like we talked about, it's it's competition. They're gonna take your spot. Yeah, that's they, true though. Because I mean, when you when you, when you take a break, or when you when you're like, okay, well, I'm not gonna do this. I'm tired. I'm gonna go to bed. There's somebody up. It's still working. There's somebody up that's working. They're working to take your spot. You know, like I heard it on. Um, like I'm a I'm a huge J Cole fan, right? And mm-hmm. so on one of J Cole's songs. Uh, it was a clip of Jay-Z at the beginning. And Jay-Z was like, man, there's probably a dude out there right now that is super talented, that's sitting in his living room, eating like Apple Jacks, looking at the back, yeah. of, back of the box. But he writing some stuff. He like, he mm-hmm. is writing some stuff. And he gonna take my spot. He, he coming for me. And then, and then he said, I'm gonna find him. And then I'm gonna sign him. So he'll take my spot. He's like, <laughs> I'm gonna find him. And then I'm gonna sign him. There's somebody out there that wants it as badly as you want it. Yeah. And you got to determine are you going to put the time, energy, effort into it? And if mm. you're not, man, just go do something else. Like but if you truly want it, go for it. Yeah, okay. I mean like go if you want to do this just for a hobby and stuff like that, yeah, that's cool. That's all fine dandy. But if man. you want to if you're out here telling everybody I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, then you need to live by your word, you need to step up and do it. Man, that's an expensive hobby. <laughs> They're not going to laugh at you for failing. They're going to laugh at you for not trying. That's right. That's right. And it'd be an expensive, it'd be an expensive hobby. I mean, can you oh, imagine yeah. buying all the- I mean, music, oh, oh, no, I couldn't imagine music just being a hobby. That's, it's too, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. 
It's too expensive. Nah. Yeah. Especially doing this type of stuff too. Especially doing like interviews and shows and yeah, that stuff. <laughs> boy, that's buying all these cameras and all this equipment. Yeah. It's oh yeah. It adds up. Like it adds up so quick. Like one little thing. Like I just bought a new. Uh, like I'm, I'm big into the vintage stuff. So I just okay, bought a nice. Shure uh, Elvis style mic. Oh, okay. No, that's dope. Yeah, it's like 200 bucks, but yeah, <laughs> just for that one. <laughs> hey, it's the look, hey, it's the sound, it's the look, <laughs> it's the look. Shoot, the mic that I got, wherever it's sitting there, over here somewhere, is uh, it's a $500 Aventone CV12. And it's like, yeah, but but here's the thing ask me how many times I use that Aventone CV12. <laughs> probably not as many times as you want to. Nah. <laughs> it probably sits over there. I know how it goes, <laughs> not even close. But because, you know, I bought it because, and this is for anybody, like, like you think that you're going to do something and then you, the whole trajectory changed. Like, yeah. I thought I was going to start cutting vocals. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. and I bought, okay. I bought the mic, I bought the warm audio. Uh, what did I buy? What's this warm audio thing over here? Um, the C, now I got to look because I forgot what it was. <laughs> it's, it's the warm audio. Mm, it's on here somewhere, but whatever. It's it's like the LA. It's like the um, like the LA two way, but it's the warm oh, audio okay. version. CA two way. I bought that. I bought a dope mic preamp. So all this over here is like three grand. Yeah. I haven't. It's sitting in the corner. It's in. It's sitting over there. Yeah. But you know, it is. It is what it is. It's one of those lessons learned for for me that when I get it, that when I was getting into the whole music thing was to say. Okay, what do I truly, truly need in order to be, uh, you yeah. know, a, a, a good producer, right? And I've learned I can make some stuff. I can make some music. Mm -hmm. But is that my strongest place? Probably not. You know, I'm like I said, I know dudes who are can run circles around what I do. But I mean, it was it was a life lesson, you know. And so I had yeah, to learn nah, that. So that's, that's true. Yeah. So 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 let me ask you. So for yourself, uh, what advice? For anybody that's getting into this whole music thing, what would you tell them? What, what, like, even if, if you could go back, I'll say it this way: if you can go back to your younger self, and you knew to that person who was just getting into music, what would you tell yourself or anybody getting into this industry? I would say have patience and have accountability. You know, like a lot of times, like people think, like you said, they think they're gonna just get in here and they're gonna blow up overnight. They're gonna do this and that, but this is a process. There is a million artists just like you that are doing the same thing. They're, they're working, they're in their mama's basement, they're in their own house, and they're recording at night after they get home off a 10, 12-hour shift to drop some tracks. I mean, there's people out here doing this. So I would say, like, have patience. Like, a lot of it is accepting the little goals and having patience. You have to take every little win. Like, if you... If one day you wake up and oh, you get a thousand followers on Instagram, well, guess what? It's not ten thousand, but you hit a thousand. That's a small goal. That's a win. Take that as a lesson and just be happy with what you have. You have to. You have to. Like you have to be happy with every step of music. Like on every failure, on every on every high rise, like everything that you do. Like you have to be. You have to just accept it. You have to just be positive about it. Like it's it's a process. It's not gonna happen mm -hmm. overnight. It's it. You may not ever achieve the level of the biggest superstars in the world. That's why mm. I said, look yourself in the mirror and actually take accountability and 
and you know what does success mean to you do you really want to be the biggest artist in the world or do you want to pay your bills and you just want to do this do you want to go on tour do you want to play some shows and have some fun and change some people's lives and do some good music then just do that Mm. stop worrying about the stop worrying about the politics of everything stop worrying about everything because i mean like if you're good enough like eventually they can't shut you out forever even if you don't get radio play even if you don't get signed to a record label even if nobody you know there's seven billion people in the world you can get your music your content in front of anybody right now that's right somebody's gonna like it if you stick with it that's right there's some crazy stuff out in the world I mean, some of the biggest artists in the world, like I don't listen to, I don't like a lot of music. I'm very particular about the music that I listen to. Hey, me too. So, I mean, it's not for everybody. I mean, there could be somebody with 30 million plays every day. I don't listen to them. So, I mean, it just depends. Like, it, it doesn't matter. There's 7 billion people in the world. Just go for it. Take your shot. Take the opportunity and just enjoy the ride. Because it is a ride. It's a process. It's stressful. It's long nights and early mornings. And it's a lot of no's and a lot of no emails back and a lot of no, your music's not good enough and blah, 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 blah. And, but just enjoy it and just take every criticism with a grain of salt and just keep going. Just keep going and don't quit. Every time that you feel like quitting, don't quit because mm-hmm. there's another opportunity right, right, right above that. Right, right, right across that threshold, as long as you stick with it, there's something waiting for you on the other side. That's right. You take, you will miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. If you ain't taking shots, you ain't, you know, I mean. That's true. Yeah, you, you got to take those shots. You got to do that. You got to do that work. You know, so, so like, two things. As I said, man. invest in yourself and put yeah. your effort and your time into yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, then nobody's going to believe in you. Mm. Which is why I think it's important that from what you said for that you did is that you had to go back and identify who you are and what type of artist you mm-hmm. want to be. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people need to go. I think a lot of people who are in music now that are at a, at a certain level need to go go back and do that. <laughs> Yeah, they needed to figure out like why they're doing this. Like, what what's the purpose? Are you just doing it for the money? Because if you are, that's perfectly fine. If you are, just want to do it for the money, get your money, stack your bread, do it. But I mean, like, I'm here for way more than just the money of it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I love people who who are here for legacy. You know what I'm saying? Who are here for betterment, not just of themselves, but for the people. And I don't yeah. know if that's, that's you. I'm just maybe I'm just assuming, but uh, just betterment of people. You know what I mean? Like. That's that's the the, the, the the change that people need in, in the mm-hmm. music is things that they can listen to to change their lives, songs that are impactful. They can be like, man, I heard your song, man. And yeah, wow. exactly. You no, know, I was thinking about killing myself the other day, but I heard your song and your song completely changed my perspective. And so I'm 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 focused on doing what I got to do. I mean, that's why, man, I think that's why I love J. Cole's song. Like I said, I'm a huge J. Cole fan. Right. So, hey, <laughs> um, his song, Love Yours. Like, mm. yeah, I mean, the, when you listen to the lyrics and you listen to the things, it's like, it makes you think, man, there's no such thing as a life that's better than yours. You may think that having all that money, you may think having that lifestyle like XYZ person or artist or whatever, but nah, you don't know what they go through. You don't know nah, what they go through. Nah, they're still chasing happiness. Yeah, like you, you have this, yeah, you have no clue. 
as to the stuff that they deal with when they go home, what their life is really, really like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like live your life. Like I'm, like I'm giving the advice now. Like live your <laughs> life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like do, do what you need to do, and don't look at what everybody else is is doing. Yeah. But yeah, man, there was there was two things you said in there that I wanted to go back and test base on. I'm trying to remember what they were. Um, I don't even remember. But it was two things that you said, and I was oh. The first thing is you talked you talked about uh, you know people wanting to be you know a big artist within this this music industry, but mm. I don't know, I don't know if people have, I don't know if they realize what they're asking for. They don't. You know, I don't know if they really realize what they're asking for. Nobody has this figured out. Like that's the nah, thing no, about yeah, it. Like, even no. the biggest artists in the world, I'll tell you, like nobody has this figured out. There is no key to success in this game. Because everybody's path is different. Mm, yeah, that's right. And what works for somebody is not going to work for everybody else. So that's the thing. That's why I said you can take advice from people, but take bits and pieces from everybody and create your own journey. Mm. Don't follow somebody else's path in this. Create your own path because that's how you're going to make it. That's how you're going to have longevity in this. And that's how you're not going to just stick around for, oh, you're going to be big for a year or two and then fall off and stuff like that. Like, you're going to have longevity. It's because you blazed your own path in this. So people, right. like, they, they like your music. They like your style. They like what you have to say. They're going to listen to you. Mm. Yes. See, Jim, you know what? Let me, just, let me just put a bunch of these in here because I haven't used these yet, but we've been giving them. These gems. Yeah, y'all take all those. Right, because yeah, take all the take all those gems, all of them. Because I mean, he's he's absolutely right, absolutely right. I'm not even going to repeat what he said because I think that was that was amazing. So we so we'll we'll keep it there. But man, so so man, so tell people where they can find you and your music and how to get in contact with you and maybe for those people that want to work with you, how can they do that? So. Um... My music's available everywhere. I'm literally on every streaming site. Uh, you can Google search Aston Rich and my name will pop up. Everything will pop up. Uh, my Instagram and my Twitter is Real Aston Rich. My Facebook is Aston Rich Music. Um, like I said, yeah, follow me, DM me, comment, listen, whatever. Um, I'll, I'll DM back. I'll talk to you. You know, you want to collaborate, there's an email on my Instagram. Just email my label and let them know and everything. Let them get everything set up and we'll, we'll go with it. Let's, let's do it. I'm, I'm down. I always want to make good music. It's not all about the money. If you want to make good music, then hit me up. That's what's up. Y'all hear that? You want to make some good music? Hit him up. Man, Ashton, if you can just hold on for one second, man, as I get ready to close yes, this out. And, uh, man, we can chat a little bit more after this this whole thing is over. Sorry, right. y'all. Y'all ain't ready. You know, sorry, y'all. But it's just the way it goes, right? Man, so, ladies and gentlemen, oh, man, there was... He was throwing gems at y'all at the, at the end. I'm telling you, he was throwing mega gems at the end. Go back. Rewind that. I say rewind like it's a like a VCR, like, you know, how we used to rewind VCRs, but go back and listen to that part. I mean, I guess you can rewind YouTube, you know what I'm saying? But go back and listen to that uh, and really figure out for yourself what success is for you and start developing a game plan for yourself. You know, John Wooden, uh, who was the ex-coach of the UCLA Bruins, had a famous phrase. He said, failing to plan is planning to fail. Like, if you don't got no plan, you already in the, 
you're already going to fail because you don't have a way to really measure what you're going to do and determine how you're going to get there. So develop a plan for yourself as well. But once again, thank you for tuning in to another interview segment here on We Create Music TV. Greatly appreciate all y'all tuning in.